0: Hello and welcome back to Confident as Fuck. Today is episode 91 and we are doing a solo episode. So if you guys are following me on Instagram, you guys know I started 75 hard. This podcast is 10 days in to 75 hard. So I want to get into the nitty gritty, what I've learned so far, how I feel, what's going on and why I did it. I asked you guys to ask me questions over on Instagram about 75 hard and what questions you have about it. So we're gonna get into it. Today is the day after Valentine's Day, so I'm also gonna tell you guys about that. It's really gonna be a full catch up episode of what's going on with me right now. Last week you guys heard from Nikki and from Shesh Landre. I hope you guys loved that episode. It was such a good time speaking with her. She is a genuine, genuine person, and I really adore her and her company. So if you guys didn't listen to that episode, go ahead and listen to it. We talk about confidence. We talk about her business. We also did a collab over on IG where we both wore lingerie for the um, video, and also we wore lingerie in the YouTube video. So that's her lingerie, her company. She was so nice to gift me that. So thank you, Nikki, so much for that. I appreciate it. Okay, let me take a sip of water real quick and let's get into it. Okay, so I'm gonna start with how what is 75 Hard. So if you guys have never heard of 75 Hard before, there's 75 Hard, there's also 75 Soft. I'm gonna go into both of these and why it was created, who created it, all that stuff. So it was created by Andy Frisella. If you guys don't know him, he's amazing. He's the founder and owner of First Form which is a supplement company, which I have been, if you guys know my old YouTube videos, which I have all privated by the way now, but I have been rocking with First Form for years. It's a great company, great supplements, and I really love Andy and his philosophy. He's a no bullshit kind of guy, kind of like David Goggins, their homies, that kind of energy, right? No bullshit, straight to the point, a really, really good guy. So he created this program called 75 Hard, and 75 hard is basically 75 days to build your mental discipline. So I want to be really clear on what this, where, why this program was created. And then I'll tell you guys why I personally have invested in it, right? Like why I have invested my time into this, not monetarily, but my time. 75 hard is 75 days of building your mental discipline. And there's a few things that you have to do every single day. So there's... I think six things that you have to do every single day. So it's 10 pages of reading a self-development book, no audiobooks. following a diet. Now this is very like loose, right? So like you can follow any diet, something that is in in trying to improve you, your health, you're supposed to follow a diet, no cheat meals, no alcohol. That's the biggest one, no alcohol. Two 45 minute workouts per day. And one, it needs to be outside. And then one gallon of water per day. Let me make, oh, and take one progress picture per day. So let me make sure I didn't forget anything. Two workouts per day, 45 minutes each, progress picture, 10 pages of reading, drink one gallon of water, follow a diet, no cheat meal or alcohol. Now, 75 soft, which a lot of people, you may have seen on Instagram, a lot of people do 75 soft, which the difference is 75 soft is one workout, 45 minute workout per day. And it's drinking only on special occasions. So the reason that I chose 75 hard is because I really, well, there's so many reasons, but the reason I didn't choose 75 soft, let's start there. The reason I did not choose 75 soft is because 75 soft, the no alcohol, the alcohol only on special occasions, every single day or every single weekend, I could find a reason to drink, right? I don't have a problem with drinking, but I am more of like a casual drinker where I could drink casually a lot of days, right? Like I maybe will have like, I would like to have a glass of wine with dinner. Or like I would like to have a Prosecco, like if someone's coming over to film the podcast or like when Nikki came over, right? Like I could find a reason, a special occasion to drink casually very often. So I didn't want to have that in my 75 days because that's not really a challenge to me like not drinking and only drinking on special occasions. It's kind of like loose, a loose metric, right? Like what is a special occasion, right? And I didn't want to have that. So that was one thing. And then second thing is 45 minute workout, one 45 minute workout. You could choose whatever you want for that, right? There's no stipulations on what is a workout. So I found that also to be a little loose, like 45 minute walk could be considered a workout, which I'll go into later, So that just like 75 soft just wasn't really like a challenge enough for me, for me personally. Now you do whatever you want. The point of this of 75 hard is to challenge yourself. It is to challenge your mental. It is to challenge your physical. It is to challenge you. That's why it's called hard, right? It is hard to do that 75 days in a row. Oh, and then with Andy's version, right? If you miss a day of like not hitting all of those, you start back over at the beginning. Now I want to talk about how I felt before 75 hard, why I chose it. And I also want to talk about the fact that like a few years ago when I was going through my self-love journey, when I was going through my body confidence journey, this challenge was something I would have definitely steered way far away from. I would have never put Strict restrictions on myself, I would have never done something like this because mentally, I was not able to do that. And I want to talk about why. Mentally, at that time, when I'm going through this self love journey, going through this body confidence journey, if you would have told me that, like, if I failed at completing my tasks during that day, it would have affected me really. And I had to start over at day one, it would have really affected me mentally because it would have told me that. I'm not good enough. It would have told me that I didn't try hard enough. And I would have took that as like a complete failure of a person, not a failure of these tasks. And that would have really wrecked me mentally. Now, my body confidence journey really started in like 2019. So we're in 2024. I'm five years into that journey, still working on it every single day, but I've made so many strides and so much progress in that area that now when I'm pushing myself to this level, if I was to have a day where I didn't get all those things done, I wouldn't take it as a personal failure, right? I'm not a failure. I'm not a bad person. I wouldn't take it in that way, if that makes sense. So, The reason I'm saying this is because a few years ago, this would have been completely against me, my brand, and what I stood for. I would have never advised someone to do 75 Hard. I'm not advising anybody to do it now. I'm just here to share my experience and where I am mentally, where I'm able to accept this as a challenge. Now, I wanna talk about where I was personally before 75 Hard started and why I decided to do it. Now, for since the new year, at the end of last year, at the end of 2023, Renee and I really sat down and we were like, are we going to, when are we going to try for the, a baby? A baby has been something that's been on my mind. If you've followed me on Instagram for years, right? I am 33 and I never wanted to have a baby before I was ready. And ready to me meant a lot of different things. It meant financially, mentally, stability rise, building our business-wise. It also meant physically ready to have a baby. And for so long, I kept thinking like next year, next year, next year, two years from now, three years from now. I kept thinking that this baby situation was far away. And at the end of last year, Renee and I kind of sat down and had a convo that like, okay, I think it's time. I think it's time for us to go into that new phase. Like we're kind of done with partying, our business is more successful and we're just gonna be able to make it work. But that then meant for me that I had to become ready. And I really don't want anyone to like get the wrong idea here. Ready for me physically means that I am not at this weight. And that doesn't mean that you can't be at that weight. If you wanna have a baby, you can do whatever you want. But for me, mentally and physically, I did not want to be at the weight I am now, add a baby into this mix, and then be worried about how much weight I'm gaining while I'm pregnant. I didn't want to be worried that I'm gaining a lot of weight when I'm pregnant, and I'm now going to be putting more stress on my body. I'm going to be putting stress on the baby. I want to really be at my optimal health when I get pregnant. I've already gone 33 years without getting pregnant and being safe about those things that I really think I owe it to myself to really like have my baby at the optimal time for me. Like I've waited so long. I've gone through, you know, like I've prioritized not getting pregnant for so long that if I was to just get pregnant, say like, okay, I'm just going to get pregnant at this weight. I really would feel like I would be, Doing myself an injustice for going so long without getting pregnant, if that makes sense. So, really, what it came down to was okay, now Alicia, it's time for you to do the work and get optimal nutrition, optimal shape t- in order to have a baby. Now, that happened at the end of 2023, and then 2024 started. And we started kind of like getting on our workout grind, doing our thing. I then I just kind of like felt I think I honestly felt really scared that like now it's all on me. Now it's like if I miss a day, like I started going back into my old mindset and I really started to get in this slump where like I was super unmotivated. I was super like like unmotivated to do anything, almost like a low grade depressed. And I just like every single day, I would feel like tired of myself, like tired of my own bullshit. Have you ever felt that way? Like just, you're talking to yourself in your head and you're like, why are you doing this? Like, why are you not going and working out? Why are you eating like shit? Like, but you cannot stop. You feel like every single day, you're like so annoyed with yourself and what you're doing, but at the same time, you continue to fucking do it that's where I was. And I was trapped in this really, really bad mental headspace of like, okay, I'm going to be able to get on it tomorrow. Okay, I'm going to be able to get on it tomorrow. And that's a really shitty way to feel. And I almost felt like I looked in the mirror and I didn't really recognize myself. And I thought like, this isn't me. This isn't the person I am. Like I'm stronger than this. I'm better than this. And then I had this realization that I almost said to myself like. I've never been like this before. And then I had this realization like, yes, you have been this way before and you did not like it. And that's why it's like stinging so hard because you're going into this old version of yourself. This old version of myself before I met Renee where I made excuses for everything. I had no drive or motivation. I was very unhappy. And all I did was work Like crazy in order to not feel anything. And that's where I was, except for the, I wasn't like pushing myself into my work. I was pushing myself into like doing nothing this time around, but I didn't want to feel anything. I didn't want to look in the mirror. I didn't, not physically, but I didn't want to like face myself. I didn't want to say like, bitch, you are fucking up. Like you are not doing anything to get you towards any of your fucking goals. And I didn't want to admit that to myself. And so Michelle and I, you guys know Bakeshell, Michelle and I were having these convos and we were both like saying the same type of thing. And we were like, dude, I'm just like fucking tired. I can't get out of this. Like I'm in this bad headspace. And I don't know who brought it up first where we were like, do you want to do 75 hard? And we were both immediately like, Yes, let's fucking do this. Let's fucking go. I need to get out of my own way. I'm over myself and I'm over this feeling that I'm feeling right now. I want to do something different. I want to change something. And so Michelle and I decided to do 75 hard together. We started, today is day 11. So we started on, let's see, let me get an exact date for you guys. We started on like February 5th. And the day before we started, I actually started to get really anxious and nervous because I knew I would be able to like get my stuff in if I put my mind to it. But I started to get this feeling of like, I'm going to fail. I I already thought that before we even began. I'm going to fail. And the reason that I think the thing that really caught me up is like we started on February 5th and for the next like four or five months, we have so many activities going on. We have like Renee's birthday. We had the Super Bowl. We have multiple concerts. We have family birthday parties. We have so many things happening that I would normally casually drink at. And I think that's where my anxiety was really coming from, was like, how am I going to go? Like, am I going to slip up not drinking? Now, I've done stints where I don't drink. Like I used to do, like a few years ago, maybe like four or five years ago, I used to do this thing where like before Thanksgiving, like after Halloween, I would like not drink until Thanksgiving. And then on Thanksgiving, I would drink. And then I would sometimes even go like from Thanksgiving to, to Christmas, I wouldn't drink. But I haven't done that in a few years because my drinking now, as I mentioned, has been really, really casual. I don't really, I don't even really drink hard liquor anymore. You guys have heard me say that. I don't drink hard liquor anymore. I like to like casually sip drinks, but I think it. Even though I don't drink heavily anymore, I still would drink often. Now, this is not a like no drinking podcast, but I started to like the day before we started. I started to think about all these things as I I, I put all these post its on my window, one for each day. So when I was done with the day, I could rip it off. I saw um, TK's Juicy Polls do this on Instagram because she was doing a version of 75 hard as well. And I was like, okay, that's a cute idea because I can rip it off and it feels like kind of like an end of the day or like a check mark, right? And you could also visualize how many days you're in and how many more you have to go. And as I wrote out these post-it notes, I was like, fucking A, this is a long time. Like it took me forever to write those fucking post-its. And I was like, oh my God, this is a lot of days. Then I started thinking like, bitch you want to get pregnant right like you want to get pregnant either this year or early next year you're not going to be drinking at that time either like I've already said that when we start trying Renee and I start trying to have a baby and we really put our effort toward that I don't want to drink during that time because if I am trying to get pregnant and I become pregnant and I don't know yet and I'm still drinking like that's not something I want to do personally so if I'm going to stop drinking now, and then we're going to start trying to get pregnant sometime later this year, then I'm not going to drink at that time either. So then I started like kind of spiraling and thinking like, damn, so I'm going to be like sober for a while. And I don't know why it gave me anxiety. I don't think it gave me anxiety because I need to drink, but it's like a habit, right? It's a habit that we do, right? You go to a restaurant, you get a drink, You go to the bar with your friends or we don't really do that anymore, but like you go to dinner on your birthday, you get a drink, right? Like someone comes over to film the podcast and they're a little nervous. We have a drink, right? Like it's a coping habit and not having that habit really like kind of freaked me out. And then I had this turn literally like on day one as I'm like doing my first workout, I had this click in my brain where I was like, this isn't a big deal like this is not a big deal. Not drinking for a year is not a big fucking deal. You can fucking do this. You don't have to find like alternatives and whatever. You just have to put your mind to it. And it's amazing that in these last 10 days, how much change has happened in my mind from 75 hard so far. So the reason that I started 75 hard was to really challenge myself mentally and to really prepare myself for changing my habits. I really want to invest time into making these habits a really lifestyle habit so that when I get pregnant, it's still a habit, so that when I have kids, I'm still prioritizing myself and my workouts and my food. Because I think it's really easy when we start to add a lot of things to our plate, i.e. pregnancy, i.e. getting pregnant, having a baby to really put ourselves to the side. And this kind of circles back to Nikki and I's conversation last week where we put everybody else first. And that is so easy for me to do because I don't want to look at myself and ask myself, what do I truly need? And I want everyone to love me, right? So I do acts of service, acts of service, acts of service. I sacrifice my own stuff. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this, right? Doing things for everybody else and then putting yourself last. I don't wanna do that. I don't wanna just get on that train, then get pregnant and have a baby and still be on that train because I think it would be very, very easy to be very, very consumed with being a mom and not put myself first. So I really want to establish these habits I really want to establish discipline with myself and I really want to lose the weight that I wanna lose before I get pregnant. So those are the reasons that I started 75 hard and that's how I was feeling before I started 75 hard. That was one of the most asked questions that I got on my question box was, what is 75 hard and why am I doing it? Some of the other questions I got, let me check my notes before I answer these questions. Let's go into... Yeah, let's go into the questions now. Okay, so how do you stay motivated and consistent? Well, I think with the 75 hard, motivated. Motivated is like such a weird concept because I'm not actually that tap, I'm not tapping into motivation too much. I'm really tapping into, so I'm like kind of ignoring the motivation. The motivation to go to the gym is not really there. It's just something I have to do, right? Like it's something that is a consistent habit that I have to do at least for 75 days, but I want to keep going after, right? And I'm sure a lot of people say that. And I told Renee, like, I'm sure once I hit, you know, day 74, I'm going to want to take a break and I'll get into like what I've been doing for workouts and stuff like that in a second, but I'm sure I'm going to want to take a break. When I get further down the line, but as I am right now, I'm not really tapping into motivation. I'm tapping into consistency. And one thing that's kept me really consistent with this 75 hard is getting my workout in early. So Renee, we used to have this schedule, Renee and I had this schedule where we would wake up at the same time. He would go down to the gym and work out and then him and I would meet for our dog walk. And then I would go to the gym later, right? I would get him out the door get his lunch ready, get his breakfast ready, get him out the door, start working a little bit, and then I would go to the gym. Well, if I do that, my anxiety will completely fucking take over. It will completely take over and I will always find something to fucking do. In the house, other than going to the gym, right? Like I'll find like oh, I got to email this person back. Like I got to clean up the podcast. Someone's coming over the, for the a podcast later this week. I got to prep for baddie Girls. I got to I have to um, do laundry. I need to prep for dinner, and then my whole day is gone, and the gym becomes the last priority. So, something that's kept me consistent, not motivated, but consistent, has been going to the gym in the morning with Renee. So, our schedule has changed now where we wake up. And actually the first few days, Renee did not go with me to the gym. And a common question I know is going to be asked, is Renee doing this with me? No, he is not. And I'll talk about why in a second. So our schedule now is we wake up in the morning, we wake up at like 3:30, 4 o'clock sometimes. Like today, we woke up at 4. I get our like coffee together and our waters together. We change clothes and we go down to the gym. We go down to the gym, we do 45 minutes. And I'll talk about my workouts in a second. Let me write these down. I'm going to talk about why Renee's not doing it, why Renee is not doing it with me, and my workouts. So we get up, we go to the gym together, we go down there for 45 minutes, and then we come back upstairs, we get the dogs, we do our dog walk, and then we come back upstairs after the dog walk, he goes to work, and then I get to work. And that's been a really beautiful schedule because my first workout of the day is fucking done. It's done by like 6 a.m. And that feels really, really nice because it's already one thing checked off. This is like a psychological thing too, is like if you check your hardest tasks off in the beginning of the day, then you're going to feel more motivated to get more of them done throughout the day. So I think getting that first workout in has kept me really, really consistent. Let's talk about why Renee is not doing 75 hard with me. Renee is not doing 75 hard with me because he's a different type of drinker than I am. And he is actually a lot more consistent when he puts his mind to it than I am. He does not struggle with the consistency aspect of working out like I do. So for him, he's still going every day with me to the gym. He actually did yoga with me even on Saturday, but he doesn't struggle with that aspect as much as I do. And he also doesn't want to do the second workout per day. So he doesn't want to do the second workout. He's counting like his dog walk that we do every single morning as his second like cardio workout. And I will explain that in a second. He also doesn't drink the way that I do. So Renee, although when we may go out, he may drink more than me. He might might drink hard alcohol. He's not a person that wants a casual beer at dinner or a casual glass of wine at dinner. I do, right? Like I've already talked about that, about how I like to drink like casually more often. Renee doesn't really do that as much. So for him, even last night, we went out for Valentine's Day and I got a non-alcoholic Heineken when we went just because I wanted something like bubbly, something more fun. And he just didn't. He So he's not stopping drinking right now. He's like, I don't really ha- want to drink sometimes like we didn't drink a few different occasions that we normally would but he doesn't like feel the need to have like a casual drink he may go out and and drink during the 75 days but to have like a casual beer here and there is not really his style so he doesn't really struggle with that whereas I do so the other question that I was gonna circle back to is workouts what am I doing for my workouts so I am lifting five days a week. I have a split where I do, you know, my single body parts, right? So I do like back, chest, shoulders, buys and tries, and legs. And I do that like Monday through Friday, sometimes Monday through Saturday, if we like skip a day. So I do that five days a week. And then the other two days a week, I do, that's my first workout of the day, excuse me. And my second workout of the day has been a cardio based workout. So like, Most of the time I've been walking. So I take like a 45-minute walk with Nikki, my dog Nikki, or I do like a 45-minute bike ride. So I've been taking my bike to the beach sometimes and doing like a 45-minute bike ride because that's my outside workout. On the other two days to get those 45 in, I've been either doing a 45-minute walk for one of them and then either like a yoga flow Or like a more intense like stretching, that's considered a workout to me. I mean, you burn a shit ton of calories doing yoga, so that counts as a workout to me. Or you could even do on those rest days, I could also do like two 45-minute walks, and that would count too. So those are my workouts that I've been getting in is lifting still only five days a week, and then the other two days I do something a little bit more restorative or recovery-based just because I've been sore as shit. I've been so sore. My legs are probably the sorest thing, but I think that's because of all the walking. Now, for my 75 hard, I do not count the walks that I do with my dogs as part of that 75 hard, because I do those every day anyway. Like, I have to go take my dogs on a walk every single day. So that to me is not, first of all, they're not 45 minutes, and they're not very fast, because you guys know Daddy, my bulldog, He's slow on a walk and he can't even probably go for 45 minutes. He could, but not every single day. So if I go with Nikki in the afternoon, she's good about being able to walk fast and that's all good. But the walks that I take them on in the morning, first of all, that's like only 20 minutes that we do in the morning. So I don't count that. And the night nighttime walks are usually a lot slower and a lot shorter. So we do like 10 or 15 minutes at night. So I don't count those. Those are already part of my daily activities. So The 75 hard is separate from that. And I just wanted to clarify that. Let's see. So another one of the questions is, did you ever do 75 soft? No, I have never done 75 soft. I've never even attempted that. My sister has. And if you guys want to hear about her experience, the first time she did 75 soft, there's a old episode. I think it's episode like 10 or 11 that she comes on and talks about her experience doing 75 soft, excuse me, after her divorce. But I've never done it. The other question I got is, is it hard to get both workouts in per day? It definitely was at the beginning because, you know, I started off doing my workouts in the morning and that's what I've kept up. But um, the second workout, I definitely have to, like, think about when I'm going to do it. Like today, for example, it just takes a little bit of extra planning. Like today, for example, we're going somewhere that where we need to leave the house around like one o'clock. And it's nine o'clock now. I've already gotten my first workout in, but typically I would do my second walk for the day, like my second 45 minute workout around like three o'clock when I'm like kind of winding down with work. But today I'm gonna have to do that earlier. So I'm gonna have to end this podcast and then I'm gonna have to go on a walk like right away to get it in now. So it just takes a little bit of planning and remembering that that's there. But that's part of 75 hard, right? Is the discipline. Now, I want to go back to my notes and talk about kind of what I've discovered about myself in the last 10 days. I've discovered so much. I mean, Michelle and I, since we're doing this together, we've been texting and talking to each other and sending pictures back and forth pretty much every single day of the 75 Hard and really keeping each other accountable. But we've also been talking about our mentality during this, and the mentality is so Strange how it how quickly it started to bring up other things. So it started to bring up with me like what have I been doing? Like why have I been making everything like so hard on myself? It's been bringing up like oh my god I'm actually preparing to be a fucking mom. Like that's wild right? It also has brought up like how much lack of discipline I've had in the past. It's also brought up like so many different emotions. I mean, the first like few days I cried like every day talking to Renee and telling him like, I really lost, I lost track of myself. Like I really lost a lot of myself before I really committed to being disciplined about something. Like I lost so much. It's also brought up a lot of different like feelings as I'm reading this book, which I wanted to tell you guys you know, Nikki last week talked about Joe Dispenza and the book Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. And she actually came over on 75 Hard Day One. And she mentioned that book. And I was like, oh, my God, I have two other Joe Dispenza books. Maybe that's what I'll read during the 75 Hard because I didn't have a book picked out yet. And so I'm reading Becoming Supernatural by Joe Dispenza. He talks a lot about our mind and how powerful it is. He gives tons of examples of people who have cured diseases, cancer, all this stuff with meditation. And it's a great book. I'll link it down for below for you guys. But one of the things that he was really talking about was our state of mind as soon as we wake up and being addicted to these stress hormones. And if we start the day, right, being stressed, right, checking our phone, checking our bank account, checking our emails, then it kind of catapults us into really wanting and wanting more of that stress hormone. So we start the day stressed. We want more of it throughout the day. And that's been the biggest one that I have really noticed is you know, starting my day off being stressed or anxious is really normal for me. It's so normal for me. And so really getting out of my own way and not tapping into that stress the very first thing of the day has really helped a lot. I mentioned to you guys that like my anxiety and my stress will take over if I don't get that workout in first and I'll skip a workout. It's like I start the day, I used to start the day with so much stress that like all throughout the day I'm like what am what else can I stress about? And I really was I feel like I and I may still be like it's not cured in 10 days, but like really addicted to stress and making things stressful. And Michelle and I talked about this is like, how do we operate without stress? And I think we've been operating so much with stress that we almost don't trust ourselves to get things done without being stressed about it. Like without being on a timeline or without being like, go, 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 are things still going to get done? And I think in the last 10 days, we've really both proved to ourselves that yes, they will still get done. And we can kind of like remove that stress. Now, it's not totally removed. There's still things that happen. There's still stress that comes up. But really operating from more of a gratitude standpoint versus a stress standpoint has really been helpful for me. And I was telling Michelle yesterday that like on days like today where it's been like back to back or it is back to back, it's been like that a few days this week. It's like I don't have fucking time to stress about this. I don't have time to to put all this energy into stress, I have to go. Like I have things to do. I have things to check off the 75 hard list and I have to get them done while also doing my workday. So I don't have time to fucking stress about this. I cannot put my energy into that. And so I think that's been a huge game changer and something that I've discovered is how addicted to stress I have become over the years. So I gave you guys the book I've currently I'm currently reading. I talked about why I started 75 hard, how I felt before 75 hard. I also wanted to, I have two other things I want to talk about. I've also been trying to, because I haven't, I've been tapping into this no stress and more of a gratitude standpoint. I've also been trying to execute on ideas that I've had. And like thoughtful ideas and I've talked about this a lot with like giving gifts to people and being able to like actually tap into like the different like giving gifts and preparing for things because you're not as like wrapped up in your own mind but I think I wasn't really doing that with thoughtful gifts for my significant other So for Valentine's Day, when Nikki came over to shoot for the uh, video that we did together, it kind of reminded me that Valentine's Day was even a thing, right? Like I kind of didn't even think about it. It's close to Renee's birthday. So I didn't even think about Valentine's Day. And Renee and I never really do anything huge for Valentine's Day. Sometimes we go to lunch. Sometimes we go to dinner. But it's never been like a huge like pillar for us. And I just felt like I saw these reels, right? I saw a few reels back early February where I was like, oh, these girls are doing like cute Valentine's Day's ideas. And I just had this idea that I would give Renee, like I would make a little something special for Valentine's Day. And so on the 13th is actually when I did it. I bought all the stuff like two weeks in advance. And then on the actual day, or the 13th rather, he went down to the gym at night and I was like, okay, this is the perfect time like for to set it up. So I set out like some Valentine's Day decorations. I posted this on Instagram if you guys didn't see. I set out some like decorations. I set out like candles, like heart candles. They were so cute. And I made Renee dinner and I surprised him when he got home. And even though it was something like that doesn't sound that big, I've always had these ideas, but I never executed them. I think because I was so stressed, so anxious that they almost just like slipped my mind, right? Like I almost like forgot about them. Renee always makes this joke that like I order his gift so last minute that it never gets here on time. And I think that's because I get overwhelmed in my head, anxious, and I don't execute. So that's another big thing that I have noticed that I'm really trying to do more of is really tap into like executing, what I really want to do. Okay. Now the other thing that I want to talk about is just this like job hot take that I had. I just have been seeing, you know, the economy has been so volatile lately, right? Everything's expensive. People are losing their jobs. I keep seeing these reels where people are getting laid off. Um, And working for yourself It's very different. You have like a totally different perspective. If you work for yourself, if you're an entrepreneur, even part time, like you have a different perspective than someone who is working a job or working a career, right? They're like totally different perspectives. And I just have this hot take of like, what is a fair job wage or what is a fair like compensation, right? When you take a job, right? Let's say you take a job. They offer you a wage. And let's say this is just a job. This is not a career, right? Let's just say this is a job. When you take that wage, you agree that's what it is, right? They're asking you, hi, we would like to employ you for $30 an hour, And you say, yes, I will accept that. Or you may go back and forth and say like, no, I think I should get 32. Or they say like, no, we can only offer you 31, right? There may be some negotiations. But eventually, if you accept that job, you are accepting the pay for the job that it entails, right? And it's really weird to me. It seems kind of like baffling to me when people then come and contest that right people contest the different wages that different jobs should be you see this all the time right like we should hire make the minimum wage higher right it just seems so strange to me for someone to accept a job and accept the pay and then fire back at the employer and say no i need more right i mean i'm there's normal negotiations but It just seems so weird to me. Like, I don't know if this is because I'm looking at this as an employer standpoint and saying, like, you accepted that wage. Like, you know, we're giving you this much, you know, what is it called? A raise every single year and like a normal negotiation would happen. But it seems weird to me that someone would contest a wage that they've accepted. Now, I understand, right, because I know people are going to disagree with this, I understand that obviously raises have to happen, right? But I think something that we've kind of lost is like the responsibility on ourselves to make that happen. And so it started getting me thinking, right? If you are in a career and you are let's say you're in finance or you're in accounting or you're in whatever career you're in and the job that you're offering says, we're going to give you a 5% raise this year, and that is not satisfactory to you. Why? I don't understand going to the like. I just think, wouldn't you just say, no, that is not satisfactory? I'm going to look for a different job. My skill set brings what I think should be. $50 an hour, and you are offering me $45. So I'm going to go out there and look for a job that pays me $50 an hour, right? That seems like what would I would normally think would happen now, or what I would do. And I know not everyone's like me. I know I'm listening, like talking about this from a different perspective since I work for myself, but I've been in jobs before. Um, I've had jobs until the last probably 10 years. I think we've lost this sense of responsibility for ourselves. You can do whatever you want. You can make as much money as you want because you are in control, right? We are in control of our lives. We are in control of our destiny. If you are not satisfied where you are, There is other places to go, right? There's other jobs out there. There's businesses to be made. There is things to do other than what you're doing right now. You are not stuck. And I think that's what it really comes down to when I see this is like this feeling of people where they feel like they may be stuck. Maybe it hits me home because I felt that way before, Like I, when I worked um, in Dallas, when I worked at an office, I don't think I ever dreamt of being not employed by someone. I never dreamt of being like an entrepreneur. I did when I was a kid, but like as an adult, I don't think I ever dreamt of being an entrepreneur or working for myself or controlling my own pay, right? I just worked at my job. And when that wasn't enough, I worked a second job right, or I clean people's houses, or I fucking, whatever, I did do those things. And I just thought, work harder, I'll work harder and all that will bring me in more money. And then I realized, like I met Renee and I realized, like I don't have to do this rat race thing anymore. I don't have to do that. I am in control of how much money I make when I take responsibility into my own hands, right? When I was at that job in the office, if I got, I think we got like a 4% raise every year. If I wasn't satisfied with that 4% raise or that wasn't enough for me, like I could have gone out and looked for different jobs, right? I had built my skill set. I had built a reputation, right, of like on paper of saying like, I've been at this company two years, you know, this is what I've done. This is what I've learned. Like I built my skill set. I could go and shop myself around to other jobs, but I didn't. I didn't. I just got a second job and continued to like work harder. Um, And I did that for years. And I think that's why it maybe hits me a little bit more home is because I probably, I, I know I felt stuck. I felt stuck and that this was the only other way to make more money is to clean people's houses, get a second job, work until midnight. Right. And that's what like I felt. But that isn't truly the case, right? You're not stuck. You're not stuck anywhere. We are never stuck. People start businesses when they're 50 years old. People change careers when they're 50, 60 years old. You may not want to do that and that's okay too. But what I don't want anyone to feel is that they are stuck. I wrote down also when I was like thinking about this job hot take and I didn't want to, I didn't want to lose my train of thought like I just did. Um, Planning for your future and what that looks like, right? Because I think sometimes when we're young, we take these jobs, right? We take a job, it looks great, we do it, and then we don't think about what's after that. Like, what is the next step? I know that I am very guilty of this. I never thought when I was working at, um, in the office, I never really thought more than like a year down the road. I never thought of like 5, 10, 15 years down the road. Never. It did not cross my mind until I got older. And then I started to think about what was going on later. But we should be planning for our future today. We should be planning for 10, 15, 20 years down the road now, right? When you're choosing your career, when you're deciding what you want. And that doesn't have to be at a certain age, right? It could be now when you're saying like, what am I doing in this career? I want to do something else. Okay. How, what is your plan to get there? And Renee and I were talking about this and he was saying like, yeah, I worked at, if you guys have heard the episode with Renee, he worked at driving trucks for food delivery, like to large restaurants for a long time, but he had a plan of where he wanted to be in 10 years, right? We're 10 years there now this was his plan. And I, I remember so clearly the first time we ever came to Long Beach when we were still living in Texas, in Dallas, ah, uh, when we we're still living in Dallas, we came to visit for 4th of July and we stayed in Long Beach and we went to Bobo. And he said like, we're to me, I was like in awe, right? I'm like 24, never been to LA, never been to like, a cool area, like outdoor, like on the rooftop. Like I was in awe, right? I was struck. And he said, we're going to live here one day. We're going to live here one day. And I thought to myself, how, how are we going to live here one day? It's so fucking expensive. We, I remember looking up apartments and what I thought was in our budget. We drove by and Renee was like, no, we're not living there. That's like, so like, in a not good area like it's it's run down right and I was like thinking to myself like how the fuck are we gonna live at these like high-rise apartments that Renee has in his head I almost didn't believe him we were only together for a while so I didn't know the extent of his capabilities of his dreams and making those happen but I thought there's no way we're gonna do that we're never gonna be able to do that and I put those limitations on myself from the beginning, right I put those limitations on myself. I don't know why I started talking about this Oh yeah planning for the future. Renee looks at things he's a projector is human design and he looks at things on like a 10 or 20 30 even year scale and I think we can all take a really big lesson from this and the lesson is that like yes you're going through your day today but where do you want to be in 20 years? Like, where do you want to be? What does that look like? And how are you preparing yourself now? Renee had a plan. He had a plan. I'm going, I'm moving back to California. I'm going to work for a while. I'm going to save money. I'm going to buy my own rig and start my company. That company is going to be bigger than I can even imagine right now. I'm going to take over the trash market and I'm going to fucking have a great life. That was his plan. That was not only his dream, but he had a plan in place too. I've talked about this before, but What is your plan? I really want you to sit down and ask yourself, like, what is your fucking plan for the next 20 years? If you're in a job that you're not happy with or you don't feel fulfilled in or you don't feel like you have a purpose, what is your plan for changing that? Because that's not gonna change if you don't figure out what the fucking plan is. And you don't look at it from a one-year perspective, you look at it on a 10-year scale. What do you want to be doing in 10 fucking years? Because 10 years is going to go like that. Renee and I are celebrating our 10-year anniversary this year of knowing each other, dating, right? You guys know our story. But that 10 years fucking flew fucking by. I look back and I'm like, holy shit, that seems like yesterday. It seems like just yesterday I got my first tattoo with him. Like, it seems like yesterday, it's wild. It goes by so fucking fast. So what are you wanting in 10 years? I really want you to ask yourself that. And take a look at my notes and see if I had anything else written down. Okay, let's go back to the questions and see if I answered all them. Yeah, I think I answered all the questions. Let's make sure we didn't get any more while we were sitting here. Because I really, I know 75 Hard is such a controversial thing. Nope, no more questions. I know it's such a controversial thing, Oh, I know what I wanted to talk about. It's such a controversial thing, and I really wanted to give you guys my perspective on it. The other thing I wanted to talk about is the few times where I normally would have drank, how I felt. So I mentioned that we started on February 5th. Renee's birthday is February 8th, so obviously we went out to dinner February 8th. That is a day I would typically drink. We would typically probably we usually go to dinner around like six. So he would like get home from work. I would get ready, take the dogs out. And before while we're waiting on our Uber, we would take a shot or I would have like two glasses of champagne already before we go to the restaurant. At the restaurant, we would probably order a nice bottle of wine. Like that's something I truly enjoy is to like try new bottles of wine. And like usually when we go to um, like if you guys have ever gone to Bestia, they have a sommelier there. Sometimes when you go to other restaurants, they have a sommelier, which is like someone who will tell you they have to know so much about the wine. So they'll tell you about the wine. They'll tell you where it was created, what type of area it is. If the if the soil is like this way or that way, I love learning about that and tasting the differences because wine is such like a vast category with so many different variables that I enjoy like learning about that stuff. Renee's been more into like whiskey lately. And so we've been like, for the last five or six years, so like we try different whiskeys sometimes, like Japanese whiskey, whatever. So that's like normal for us to go on like a special occasion dinner and get a bottle of wine. And we didn't do that because obviously I wasn't drinking, and it was so strange at first. Like when we first sat down at the at the table, it felt weird. Renee ordered um, an old fashioned. I just ordered water. And it was like kind of weird. Like I didn't have anything to like sip or like whatever, you know, or cheers him with. And that felt strange. But then as the meal went on, it felt fine. And then when we left the meal on our way home, Renee's like, how do you feel? And I was like, I don't feel bloated. I don't feel fucking overly stuffed full. And I think that's because of the wine because we would have probably got red wine because we ate steak. And that's like very filling. And I didn't feel that way. I woke up the next day, even though I was tired because we went out the night before, even though we didn't stop late, I'm just old as shit. I didn't feel like foggy. And I told Renee, like, I'm starting to say those things where like you hear people talk about like why they stopped drinking and they say like, oh, I just didn't want like the mental fog or like I wanted more clarity. And I'm like starting to say those things now, which is really funny because it's only a few days. But like we've had so many situations in those in the last 11 days where I would have drank and I didn't that it felt like I started to feel the effects or the lack of brain fog and the lack of clarity very quickly. And I could notice it because we had a lot of occasions where we would have drank. I also went to Michelle's for Valentine's Day for Galentine's Day on the Friday of that week. And so like Thursday was Renee's birthday, Friday was the Galentine's. And like even though nobody else there really drank, I would have usually brought a bottle of Prosecco or Rose for me to drink. Even though Michelle doesn't drink, she doesn't mind if I do that. But I typically would have brought that, which would have meant that I would have um Ubered there and Ubered back. I didn't have to do that. Like I could I took my car. And like it was really interesting actually like interacting with people I've never met without drinking. Like it was so weird. I was like, I felt like I didn't even recognize myself and I kept having to like ask myself, like, is this Like, are you doing this because you're like being shy or are you tired? But I was just myself, but I wasn't like changed because of alcohol. And it was so interesting because my ego didn't get in the way of the whole evening. Maybe I'll elaborate on that in a different podcast because I'm like coming up on an hour here now, but I'll elaborate on that in a different podcast probably about like how my ego hasn't really came into play very much because I haven't been drinking. This weekend we're actually going to go to a family party which there's ton- going to be tons of alcohol and I'm not going to drink there either and I'm interested to see how my everyone else will be drinking but I won't. I'm interested to see how my ego and how I interact in that situation. And maybe I'll give you guys an update next week on how that looks. Some other things updates that I want to give you guys. Batty Girls Club is open. As you guys know, we're in month two right now, but you can join us at any time. It's open enrollment. So you can join us at any time at the link down below. We have guest speakers. You guys know all about it. It's open. I just want to let you guys know. The other thing I want to update you guys on is uh, some upcoming guests that we're having. So we're on episode 91 now. Michelle is actually going to come back. Since we're doing 75 hard together, we're going to do a recap episode and that'll be episode 101. That will be at the end of our 75 hard. It actually lands episode 101 lands where we're going to be the last like or the week after we end 75 hard so I'm excited to have her back on and give her perspective and we can talk about 75 hard more and then Renee is actually going to come on for episode 100 like I said he's not doing 75 hard with me fully but he is still really working out hard he is really supportive throughout this whole journey which is really cool so I really want to get his perspective and And I'll also drop a question box so you guys can ask us more questions on whatever you guys want to hear from Renee on episode 100. I asked him if he would come back after he did episode 69. I asked him if he would come back for episode 100. And he said yes. So he'll be on for episode 100 with us. And I'm so excited for that. That will be in April. So some exciting things coming up. Until then, Unless I have a guest that I really want to have on, I'll probably do solo episodes for you guys. So let me know either in the comments of this YouTube video or on Instagram, what topics you guys want to hear me talk about, whether it be more 75 hard stuff or it be business or it's confidence, whatever it is, drop it for me. I love hearing from you guys. You guys can follow us on Instagram at confident AF podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at the confidence queen underscore underscore, I love you guys so, so much. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed the 75 hard episode and I will see you guys next week.